Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Evening Jones. Um, I just want to start here with a little bit of a public service announcement. And I understand that this will only be so germane to a lot of you because most of you don't live in cities where people do a lot of walking around. Now, I also feel, though, that while most of y'all don't live in cities where people do a lot of walking around, Y'all do like go to places where people walk around and stuff. And so I imagine that you deal with this. You just don't deal with it on an everyday basis like me or people, you know, anyway. What I'm asking for out here in these streets is a little bit of self-awareness. And you're wondering where I want the self-awareness from, like what I'm talking about when it comes to the self-awareness. And it's pretty simple. You got to know who you are. And you got to know what you are and are not capable of. And I understand that it's a lot of things out here that seem like anybody should be able to do. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of things out here that you see somebody else in these streets do. And, you know, you looking at it and you like, ain't no reason why I can't do that. And sometimes those things are really, really, really small. And so it's totally understandable that somebody would not understand why it is they can't do what they see somebody else doing. But y'all need to understand there is some things out here that not everybody can do. And you know what one of those things is that's out here that not everybody can do? I'm going to tell you one of those things that's out here that not everybody can do. Here's something that not everybody can do. Not everybody can walk and look at their phones at the same time. Some people can. Some people manage to look down on those phones and walk straight and make all the turns and everything that they need to make. And they ain't never got to take their face off that screen. It's some people who are capable of that. But I got to say, my travels... It ain't most of y'all. Y'all be out here getting in the motherfucking way. Like, for example, if you get into the turnstile at the subway and you see that the train just, that's right, you don't see that the train just pulled up because you're looking at the phone. Therefore, it's people out here behind you that's trying to hustle and get on that train. But we can't hustle and get on that train. And you know why we can't hustle to get on that train? Because you out here fumbling with your card. Because you on your phone. You out here getting in the way. You just trying to walk down the streets of New York City. I don't know if you heard, but you ain't the only person that's out here. And yes. Yes. It does at times appear, maybe even feel. I don't have data to support whether this is the fact. But it feels like it's our Caucasian brothers and sisters, both of y'all, okay? And y'all be the ones just not worried at all when y'all out here walking the street. Y'all don't care if y'all bump into somebody. Y'all don't care if y'all ain't walking in no straight line. Is walking in a straight line that hard? 
because not everybody has that problem because of their phones. Some of y'all just are incapable of walking in straight lines, just floating around, going side to side. I'm trying to let you do whatever your thing is and get around you. I can't get around you. I'm six foot four. You don't feel my shadow lingering over you. You can't tell. Is it that hard just to walk in a straight line? Come on, man. We all know the rules of walking up and down the street. We all do. But then if I elbow you in the back of the head, I'm the one that's got a problem. Every now and then you got to put up an arm bar and it'd be real awkward when it's a woman. Because she just walking like, I'm already up against the wall. I can't do nothing. All I can do is put up this arm bar. Because anything else is likely to get me thrown up in jail. Yeah, man. How about y'all watch where y'all going? Anyway. Let us move on to your questions. They mad as hell at Jesse Smollett, huh? Hey, man. I'm trying to remember where I was. I was doing something. Oh, okay. I was right. I was uh, doing doing uh, the right time when that Jesse news came across. And so the news came across that Jesse and Cook County had come to some arrangement or it appeared to be some arrangement. He was going to forfeit his bail. They were going to drop the charges. And then the evidence got sealed. And I was really disappointed about this because I have no idea what's going on here. None whatsoever. And I would kind of like to know what is going on here none of us have any idea what is going on here we are in a position position where we can deduce a lot of things but none of us really have any idea what is going on but that ain't stopping y'all now is it cats is out here talking about this with a level of whatever that is just mind-blowing, considering the fact that we have no idea what is going on here. Now, this is one thing I can tell you. Um, In general, people in political or bureaucratic positions are not taking the play that angers the police force there has to be one hell of a reason for the state's attorney to decide to not even take up a fight with the cops but just lay the law down i don't know who made the mistake or whatever it is right but something happened that state's attorney does not want out here That's the only reasonable conclusion that I can draw from this. I cannot draw the conclusion that this dude did not do what he was accused of. I cannot draw the conclusion that he did do what he was accused of. I can tell you one conclusion I can draw, boy. Ain't a whole lot, baby, that offends America quite like the idea that some black dude got away with something. And this one becomes even more interesting to watch in terms of reaction, because, yes, it's a bunch of white folks, many of whom, by the way, use the term African-American because black a bad word to them. And honestly, this is this is the for real for me on this. A white people who do not say black, but only say African-American. The one conclusion I can draw uh, just because you use the word black does not mean that you 
like know and interact with black people. But if you only use African-American, I am assuming that you don't know any black people or that the black people, you know, use the term African-American in conversation. And I got to be honest with you. I don't really know a bunch of them. Or if they out here, I don't just be kicking it with them. But anyway, whoo boy, they mad. But the other group of people that's mad is a whole lot of black dudes. They apparently don't like the idea of this dude getting away with it either. Now, I think part of that has to do with the fact that there was a bunch of black dudes who smelled something funny about this story and then were called homophobes. Now, don't get me wrong. A bunch of them are homophobes. But for you to sniff something foul out of this story did not require you to be homophobic. But, yeah, it's a whole lot of people being mad. And then it's the people that was riding and dying with Jesse on this no matter what happened. And I'm like, I don't know how the hell you out here doing that, especially not after his lawyer. Did you see the thing where his lawyer came out and said that those dudes might have been in white face? He, the, the lawyer said that the dudes might have been in white face. Maybe my memory's bad, right? Let me go look these dudes up again. As we speak, I am looking up Jesse Smollett, Nigerian brothers. I want to make sure that the memory I have in my mind of them is in line with what I'm about to say. Okay, yeah. Here's the picture of these dudes. Okay. Let me tell you something, bro. If these dudes was in whiteface when they allegedly perpetrated this crime, they would still be in white face now because whatever it was going to take in order to make these dudes look white, it wasn't going to be nothing that washed off. Like if you was going to make these cats white, it was going to have to stay for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you couldn't just take them dudes and make them into Teddy Perkins. No, 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 no. That would take some work. Mm-mm. Nah, that ain't happening. And so when you got people out here saying ridiculous things like that, or at least things that appear to be ridiculous, like we all out here like, I don't know. I just don't know why it's so hard for people to be like, hey, I don't know, and then just keep it moving. I got no idea, man. You got cats out here. I heard, I saw people talking about it's black privilege. I saw people talking about it's gay privilege. What? What? And it's interesting because it seems that like the what about Chicago crowd now believes that if you're a black person that you then, or maybe it's just if you're black and gay, I don't know. But if you're a black person that you then receive like, some sort of preferential treatment in Chicago. And I'm like, yo, they had a secret jail in Chicago, like an off the grid joint. Who's getting the preferential treatment? Like who's in there? Like, is that, is that a bunch of white dudes? Cause I feel like if it was, they'd shut that thing down long before. Now we got the guy talking about, can it just be wealth privilege dog? Why do you think Jesse Smollett is wealthy? Like, this is a serious question. What do you guys think is wealthy? I really want to see what comes up in the chat here with what you guys think is wealthy. Like, the kind of wealth that is swaying the state. 
the criminal justice system. Like, what kind of wealth do you think this cat has? What you think being worth? Somebody put in here ten million dollars. Where the hell did Jesse Smollett get ten million dollars from? Twenty. Where did where did Jesse Smollett? Somebody in here talking about twenty five million dollars. This guy's out here. Wealth was the wrong word. I just mean a man with means more than the average brother. Dog, for what you are talking about, more than the average brother isn't enough. Like the way your wealth is really affording you privilege with the criminal justice system, just the money itself is with the quality of lawyer that you could afford to hire. Like that, like that's what's getting it done with your money in that case is the lawyer that you got. Like, what you think? You think that Jesse Smollett walks in the courthouse and it's like, excuse me, put me in the wealthy people line. I have more means than the average brother. Put me in, put me in the, the, yeah, the, the rich people line. Okay. Now that he over there, what do you think happens? Like, serious question. You telling me that the dude who got indicted for 16 felony counts, where was his wealth privilege when that happened? When they walked his ass in, walked into a grand jury to get his ass, where was his wealth privilege when that happened? And my man, Keenan Cool, he's been following for a while if he's a dude that I think he is. But I want to be clear. I want to make you feel every bit as stupid as that sounded. Not because I think you're stupid, because I don't think that you're stupid. But I want you to stop and ask yourself how it was that you were able to draw such a stupid conclusion. Let me ask you a serious question. Let's say somebody came and locked me up. You think they're about to show me some privilege for it? Like you think they're going to be like, oh, wait a minute, he's on TV, he good. You think that's how it's going to play? Because that, that's, that's not what this is. When you start talking about wealth privilege in terms of being able to sway something with the state, like get people to drop charges against you, you're talking about the money got a name behind it. You understand what I'm saying? Like you talk about the kind of money when you walk in, yeah, you've got money, but what's driving this is your name. They looking at you and they like, oh, snap, that's what's his name, son. Somebody here talking about Fox put up some bread. Have you read the statements that Fox has put out about Jesse? Did Fox give you any indication that they cared what happened to him? Did they or did they not set themselves up to finish this season without him? If Fox cared so much to put up bread to get them to drop them charges against him, don't you think they would have already just gave that dude a raise? Wasn't that dude trying to get a raise? Don't y'all remember the story about that dude trying to get a raise? So you telling me that this dude can't get a raise? But Fox is about to what? What, what are they going to do? Walk into the state's attorney's office with a briefcase and be like, hey, hand this to the DA. She know what to do. Eric. I want you to feel every bit as stupid as that sounds. You have to appreciate how stupid that sounds. Because basically everything you guys are saying right now, you know what that also implies that you believe? 
that suddenly there ain't no racism no more. Like, that dude ain't O.J. Simpson. He ain't had nobody thinking that he was not black. But, yeah, like, your idea is that this black gay dude who got all these people furious with him because they think that he lied about an act of racism, and as you have seen, there's a whole lot of people who are more furious about a purported act of racism than any actual act of racism, right? So you're going to tell me that that dude is walking in the office and they like, yeah, you good. Because you got more means than the average brother. Come on, man. Come on. I don't know what happened. I just know that a lot of y'all's easy conclusions are silly. Um, on top of the fact that a lot of those easy conclusions are silly, um, it is amazing how this story has just captivated the nation and people really got a rooting interest over somebody that's on stupid empire. Wow. Appreciate the question. Let me see what else we got here. Facebook and Google out here giving away $122 million for free. Yo, I haven't even fully read this story, but this is 100% amazing. So apparently there was somebody out here that just started sending bills to Facebook and Google. And apparently Facebook and Google, at the very least, um, they like are they they pay back bills, man. Because this dude got $122 million from them. Yes. I'm going to read some of this to you. I just got a hold of it. It's this cat in Lithuania. He got $99 million from Facebook. He got $23 million from Google. And he just sent them invoices for things that they hadn't ordered. And boom, there it was. Like, they were sending paperwork that came with it, emails, whenever he asked for the money. And he just kept doing it. Yeah. And so, of course, you know, they trying to get him. He already gave back, like, $50 million. They thought they they, they, about, they about to put his ass in jail. But I got to appreciate the audacity, the 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 attempt to go ahead and do this. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I really don't typically say this in many situations because, you know, things happen. Everybody comes up with stuff, whatever it is. But this is one of the very few times that I have legitimately looked at this and been like, yo, why didn't I think of that? Like, who knew something so simple could be so brilliant? Yeah, man, David says, Avenatti should have just sent Nike a bill. That's exactly what it is. He should have just sent him a bill. You realize how many people are, hey, I'm kind of jokingly saying why didn't I think of this first, but people that's out here who live that scam life, I assure you, I assure you, they are really furious. That could have been you, baby. That could have been you. Appreciate the question. Let's see what the next one is. Do you find the comparison of Cardi B and Bill Cosby to be accurate? Seems like survival versus exploitation, personally. I will say that I have gone out of my way not to actually keep up too much with this Cardi B thing. So I'm going to ask these questions to y'all in the chat room, kind of direct me and make sure that I got a handle on this properly. So basically, 
Cardi B did some interviews back in the day where she said that what she and her hustling friends used to do was like drug dudes and knock them out and then rob them. Do I have that right? Okay, that's what she said she was doing. And so, and then there are people saying that this is the same thing as Bill Cosby. That's what people are saying. Guys, I thought that societally that we had come to a conclusion, which is that stealing from people is worse than raping is 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 not as bad as raping them. Right. Is that is that not the conclusion? Raping people worse than stealing from them, raping people worse than stealing from them. And that's a pretty simple like, like equation that we got. Right. Okay, so what like what else is there to talk about here? Like basically what we're saying if you're doing this is that Bill Cosby's real sin was drugging women. And don't get me wrong, that wasn't cool, but that is not really intrinsically the problem with like if all we found out was that Bill Cosby was drugging women and stealing out of their purses. The Cosby Show would be on Nick at Night right now. Am I wrong here? Like, if all Bill Cosby was doing was drugging them and stealing from them. Like, all right, I don't want to center myself. And this is a small thing. It's a very, 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 very small thing. But I do want to mention this. There is a fairly significant way in which this Bill Cosby thing affected me and my work. And that was my favorite sound drop to use was that's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. No wonder you get D's in everything. Can't use it no more. Can't use it no more. We no longer find Bill Cosby to be funny. I lost it forever. It was trademarked. I was never going to have to stop using that. Like, I don't have a lot of things that I use forever. You'll notice, like, I get on something and then I move on to something else, right? Can't use that one no more. Right? Bill Cosby took that in. It's gone. I ain't going to say he took it. I mean, come on now. But it's gone. It's out, it's out the way. I'd love to have it back. And if all Bill Cosby was doing was stealing out of their purses after he drugged them, please believe, please believe, I'd be using that sound drop to this day. But I can't. And that's how you know it ain't the same as whatever Cardi B was talking about. Appreciate the question. See what else we got here. Yeah, guys, we're going to need some more questions. Have you seen the recent settlement Facebook made with the ACLU regarding housing discrimination by allowing advertisers to target based on things such as race, age, and language? Has Facebook simply gotten too big for its good, for its own good? That right there to me is not an issue of Facebook getting too big for its own good. Like there's a larger issue about the dominance of Facebook advertising and, you know, like how much, like this thing with Amazon too, like how much on the backside of the internet that these companies operate in. Um, but, this is just business as usual. Like, this is the thing when people talk about like the Voting Rights Act and when they scaled it back, and the idea was that, okay, basically, white folks done got better. Everything's cool now. You ain't got to worry about this no more. 
Um, like I remember after they started putting affirmative action in a lot of these schools that the basically the black populations at these schools went back to what they were before. Like if the idea was simply that people had learned their lesson, no, they have not. This isn't how it works. And so I am not surprised that this is how Facebook has worked with its advertising, because I imagine that the people who are advertising these and the story, if you hadn't seen it, was that basically with these Facebook ads, they're able to make them so specific in who they whom they want to see the ads. And so for the houses, race and you know, race is one thing, other variables, obviously, but race was used to determine who got to see the ad in the first place. And that just sounds pretty old school to me. Like that ain't about size. Now, what I need to look at the the paperwork with, if that's out, and need to see is was that at the behest of the advertiser? Because if that's at the behest of the advertiser, like it's messed up that Facebook is doing it. But the real story is this coming out of the source. Like Facebook is just manifesting what is requested by the people selling homes, which should be there to let you know how rampant housing discrimination remains in spite of how much we know about what a big deal housing discrimination is. Right. And it's funny, too, because I wonder, like, do they have, is there a switch in there to say that, like, you can show it to black people if the black people got a lot of money? Because, like, I feel like if I'm, like, Bomani Jones out here looking for a house, hey, man, I can come in there and drop some bread on you. I got the down payment, baby. Why don't y'all want me to come? Oh, okay, got it. It's because that nonsensical idea that y'all had about wealth privilege. Remember when y'all were talking about wealth privilege? Think about how wealth privilege works here. You make all the money in the world, but all you but if you speak Spanish, then what? That's right. Appreciate the question. Let's see what else we got here. Do you think the boyfriend should dump the girl that paid fifty dollars to another girl to flirt with him and catch him cheating? I don't even know what the story is, but I'm guessing. So what we got here is some woman who wanted to play a t- like run a test on her man and got some woman to come up and flirt with him, and then if he bid on it, then it was going to be aha, I got you. But he didn't. But he found out. Do I have this right? Because if I have this right, the answer is you got to drop her like a bad habit, buddy. Ain't nothing good coming from that. Like, I drop her, and I hope that she felt like, especially if she actually liked you, I'd hope she felt like the biggest moron in the world for that. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Hey, somebody put a question in there about that Nemesis article in the Atlantic. Did anybody read that? If you did, put a question in there about that. I won't go off. All right, guys, I'm making it really easy for you. All you got to do is put it in here. There we go. How stupid is the Nemesis article in the Atlantic? Did anybody see this article in the Atlantic? Okay. I'm going to go find it, right, and I'm going to try to read you a passage of this because this was the most, like, I have not a, I, oh, my goodness, where do I go from here? This is amazing. Like, and I just want to know if it's this bad for people. So, basically, the idea is that people are on the Internet creating, like, here's the title, how and all, like, get yourself a nemesis. There's a benefit to keeping your internet friends close and your internet adversaries closer. And so it starts with apparently Roxanne Gay has all these people that she deems as being like her nemeses. It says here she tweeted in 2013, all last night I visualized crushing my nemesis this weekend. My nemesis is having a good year professionally and has clear skin. It's a lot to take. Apparently the last thing she said was last summer. My nemesis is having a good year professionally and has clear skin. It's a lot to take. Um, 
I am staggered that anybody like reads something like that and sees it as being anything other than like horribly unhealthy. And so the whole idea was basically that you need to get somebody that doesn't even necessarily know that you exist and that you then like hate those people. And I guess the idea is that it gives you something to aim for. Right. So basically like this is the way to challenge yourself, like Michael Jordan type stuff. Um, And I just find this to be crazy. Like, This is what the author of the piece wrote here. She says, two weeks ago, I selected a male journalist notorious for his relentless work ethic to be my nemesis. People kept mentoring him, mentioning his writing to me, and I suddenly felt the overwhelming desire to outdo him. Even a member of my own family who will remain nameless to save this person some embarrassment, wonder if I'd ever, whether I'd ever achieve as much as he has. Ever since, I've noticed myself working harder and putting in longer hours. Seeing my nemesis up at 7 a.m. on Twitter has made me more attentive in the morning. I've agreed to squeeze in more media appearances to talk about my work. Even though I might never reach his level of success, mentally competing against him has pushed me to do better. And I got to say, can't relate, bro. I think maybe that's the biggest conclusion that I take from this. Can't relate. I just get out here and do it. I do it the best that I can. The big thing about this, though, is I felt like this woman took examples that seemed to be born of resentment and tried to turn it into something else, you know. Um, But I am myself not a big fan of the idea of being fixated on somebody that don't give a damn about me, somebody who ain't spending a moment thinking about me. Like, what you getting out of that? For who? For what? And then, look, after you outdo that person or whatever it is, then what? Like, I can tell you this. this I mean, this is one thing I feel pretty confident about saying in life. If your goal is only to beat somebody else, you will never be happy with it because it ain't never got nothing to do specifically with you. Everything you're doing is based on some level of re- relativity, and you'll never win like that. Like, you got to be happy with yourself and the stuff that you're doing. If you can't find it within you, you ain't got no chance. And, yes, Eric, it sounds like hating. That's what it is. Like, I read that story, and I feel like there's probably two kinds of people. People who read that nemesis story and who was out here like, yeah, I need to give me somebody like that. Or people who read that story and found out why. Even if not before this, after this, I'm going to have a whole lot of strangers who spend way too much time thinking about me. Like, I read that from the standpoint of being an unwitting nemesis because I was like, wow. I probably do got a whole lot of people that's looking at me like that. And I wish them the best because chances are they ain't got shit on me. Like in all likelihood, those people who are looking at me like that are never going to catch up. And I feel bad for them on that. Like I honestly and sincerely do. Like if you're looking at me and you just keep aiming the gun and you're like, oh, he's doing this. This is going to make me get what I want. Baby, them whoppers might be tender as hell when they come off the grill. But I'm just telling you right now, you're probably not going to get here. And even if you get here, you can get here and you can get past here. And I'm not necessarily the like most holly jolly happiest motherfucker in the world. But I am sure I will be happier than you. Like, I am positive. I don't think there's ever been. like How many times have there ever been where there's getting some person that's just been so totally fixated on trying to beat somebody that was up over them? That in the end, once they got there, A, they were satisfied with it, or B, the person they were competing against actually cared in the way that that first person did. 
I'm going to tell you a true story, all right? Because I'm just, like, generally not wired toward business and stuff like that, but whatever. But I'm going to tell you a true story. So after I got let go at the radio station in Raleigh, what happened was the radio station I worked for got sold to another company. The other company did not hire me, right? I believed that they should have, you know. Anyway, after this happens, um, I guess it's about a year after this goes down, Around the Horn calls, and they asked me what studio I would like to go to, and they gave me a couple of options. And I chose a studio that I knew was next to the offices of the place that did not hire me. I wanted them to see me walking in there, going to do TV. Guys, would you like to guess why that studio was right near the place. Do you want to know why that studio was right near the place that didn't hire me? Just take a guess. Just take a guess. That's right. Because they owned it. It's because they owned it. So here I am. I'm out here showing y'all what y'all missing. And they over here like, cha-ching! More money, more money, more money. And you know what? I feel confident saying this. They ain't never spent a moment of time looking at me on television and thinking, wow, we made a mistake. They, mo- they kept it moving. Ain't nobody give a second thought to that. They just kept on going. They didn't care. Anybody out here worried about you? If they ain't worried about you, you damn sure can't be out here worried about them, whoever they happen to be. So I guess, you know, whatever you need to challenge yourself, I suppose. But I imagine that you might want to find that challenge within yourself. You know, whatever that piece is that you're going for, you better find it there. Because if you don't find it there, I'm telling you, you are never going to find it. No matter who you are, you are never going to find it. And I saw people put it in the chat room, and it's real. Case in point is Michael Jordan. He can only find satisfaction in defeating other people. That's it. Most people get too old for that stuff. What happens when you ain't got nobody competing with you? Reject the question. Let's see what else we got here. Would you attend one of Kanye's Sunday services? Hey, maybe. I, mean, I don't go to church. You know, like, like, is it jamming? If he in there jamming, yeah, I'll go. That's fine. I've heard people talk about it. I ain't really checking for Kanye like that these days. But I go check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if he in there jamming, then cool. I'm down. You know? Problem is, man, I feel like Kanye be one of them cats that really be trying to press you afterward and be like, look, man, well, how about I think we need to get together and read the Bible. But we don't. We do not. I will say this. I wouldn't do that. I was about to say I would say that if I saw some uh, pretty unthang over there, I'd be like, hey, baby, you want to go somewhere and read the Bible? Except I refuse to be the guy that run Bible Gang. And you know them cats, too. Y'all all know that dude. That dude that stayed in there on there with him talking about that. Well, let's get together, read the Bible. Let's get together. Let's talk about the word, all that stuff. And then they get over there and, like, I mean, he's trying to get you to say a word. And that word is yes. Y'all know that dude. Some of y'all is that dude. Tell me I'm lying. Appreciate the question. See what else we got. That's tried and true. It is the tritest and the truest. 
Kita said, my dad used to say that's a special place in hell for men who bobble Mac. And yeah, is it is bobble Mac and dirty Mac? And, I mean, I guess it is. He just talk about common interests. That's all it is. I used to date a girl who told me about a church she went to where the pastor would have like get togethers and he was trying to pair off, basically pair the kids off of age or whatever. And basically it set up to where they was all making it happen. All of them was making it happen. Like he was basically just hooking it up. Like that was the game. I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. You know what? We're running low on things. I feel like answering and we've already been doing this for 40 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on the Evening Jones. Try to do this thing here once a week or so. My man Lance Gilliam handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Uh, remember, if you can't catch the Evening Jones live, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe at the iTunes store. Subscribe at Stitcher Radio. Check us out at SoundCloud. We are also at the Google Play Store. Talk to you guys next week. Take it easy.